That's that. That's the thing because we we know realistically they're developing this game meant for PS5. Yeah. We know that realistically. So if it's going to be PS5 only, I think that's a great thing for Sony. I really do because it's going to help f- push people to get the new console. I don't see where that's a bad thing. That's why you make games for you know new consoles. That's the point. Yeah, I don't see why that's a bad thing. I really don't. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day, whatever day you're listening or watching this podcast. And by God, do we have an episode for you today? This week has been insane. There has been live stream after live stream. Uh, there has been re- huge reports coming out. This has been an insane week. If there was ever a week to really get you in the E3 mood where it's like it's right around the corner, you know, they really put the E3 smell in the air, it was this week. We have a lot to talk about today. And joining with me, as always, I do have Zach here in the studio. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. But yeah, you're right. This was a good week for starting up to what we're hoping to see at E3. Yeah. And then Summerfest. Yeah, Summer Games Fest E3, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be an insane couple of weeks yeah. leading up to E3, and uh, coming back once again, we do have John here in studio. John, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, pretty happy with some of the news that came out this week. Yeah, I know you are. That's one of the reasons we made sure to get you back on the show to talk about some of the stuff. You know, Dragon Quest, obviously, it's one that you mentioned on uh, on 39, where it's like you really wanted to see some Dragon Quest. We got some Dragon Quest news. Man, we've got so much on the slate today. Uh, we've got a lot of Switch Pro stuff to talk about, or Switch air quotes for Switch Pro. We don't obviously know the uh, the title. We might. We'll see. There was a Switch leak. Back. There was a leak for a title, and if if the title was true, it's the most Nintendo thing ever. Let me just go ahead and throw that out there. Switch next? No, but that would also be a very Nintendo thing. So we have some Switch Pro stuff to talk about. Bloomberg struck the internet with some massive news involving the next version of the Switch. And a lot of other you know analysts and reporters were hopping in. It's like, oh, yeah, that's legit. This is legit. You know, Lots of stuff to digest there. Then we have the uh, what I'm calling the May 27th, 28th fallout because between those two days, we had like four different live streams for games uh, such as Dying Light 2, Dragon Quest, uh, State of Play for Horizon, and then Far Cry and Sonic the Hedgehog as well. We had a lot of stuff go on in just those couple days, man. Uh, lots to break down there. And then also on this episode, we are going to actually lead the show off with brief thoughts on the new game Biomutant that just came out. Uh, Zach and John have both been playing that zach's about like what seven hours in you said yeah i'm gonna be seven and then john you're about like what 15 18 around there in uh, that range around 15 to 16 hours in. okay yeah. so what we're gonna lead the show off with that give just initial initial thoughts you know and then you know maybe you know a couple episodes get them back on and give more detailed thoughts because i i've seen online that like based on like the the size of the world and stuff this could be like a 50 60 hour game would you say that's probably accurate um i've I've probably gone through and com- completed, at least as far as I know, a, probably 30% of the map right now. Gotcha. At, at 
15 hours in. Gotcha. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we're going to give more of a full review, uh, here in the next few weeks. You know, we, we want to really be able to digest the game a little bit, but these are going to be good first thoughts. If you're thinking about picking it up, I have not had a chance to pick it up yet. I still plan to looking forward to hearing their thoughts on the game. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video. We'd greatly appreciate that or dislike either or our lives are going to move forward. And so is yours. Make sure to subscribe to the channel so you can stay up to date with everything we have going on with lighthearted gamers, anime and plus and future podcasts to come as well. If you want to go follow us on Twitter at LH gamers podcast is the way to do so. We'd greatly appreciate the follow over there. And also just make sure to go check out other podcasts, anime and plus you can follow us on Twitter at anime and podcast as well available on every single platform as well as video format here on YouTube under Sparky three. And lastly, if you want to support us further, you don't have to, but if you do, cool. We appreciate you. Uh, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Patreon.com forward slash spark E three. We've got a few extra dollars you want to throw away. We'd greatly appreciate it, but you know, don't worry about it. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and lead things off with Biomutant. You guys take the floor. You know, this game just dropped on Tuesday. Uh, it's had some mixed reviews from what I've seen. Um, but you know, this game is really caught, you know, a lot of people's interest, you know, new IP and everything by T- uh, THQ Nordic. So mm-hmm. why don't you guys talk about it? How, how has Biomutant been for you guys for your, the, the first seven and 15 hours? Uh, for me personally, I was really excited about this game and so far it has pretty much delivered what I was hoping it to. I, I'm having a blast with this game. Uh, I do kind of understand if people aren't as big on it. It's like there, there's... I've seen some complaints about narr- like the narrator in the game. That's the common complaint I've seen, yeah. too. I can understand that. It's kind of grown on me a little bit. Uh, I don't mind it as much. but uh, And then one, like personally, while I'm having a lot of fun with the game, not sure the game needed to be $60. Okay, that's interesting. See, I'm in the same group as you, John. Um at least price-wise. I mean, I've been having fun with it. I've been enjoying going around kung-fuing a bunch of animal creatures around the world and doing whatever. And uh, I've especially been having fun with crafting weapons. Crafting weapons has been fun for me. Uh, yeah, the crafting system's fairly... From what I've seen, it looks... simple. Fairly simple. From what, I, from what I've seen of it, it looks, looks like it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it's like the only thing is... It's like getting the getting the crafting materials. Yeah. It's like I haven't had any issues with it, but I've been running all over the world co- collecting them every time I see them. Same, which my seven hours, um, I think I have spanned most of the map, but I haven't actually really done anything. I've literally just been going looting houses, <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm, just collecting stuff. Yeah, I I started out just kind of running around doing some of the main quest stuff, and then I've been. I've been clearing side mission, going from side mission to side mission, clearing yeah. out everything I can. Uh, but yeah, uh, like price point wise, realistically, I think this probably could have sat around the $40 range. That's sort of what I was feeling. And I think that's sort of one of the other bigger things people have been having is that this, I mean, the game itself looks great. Excuse me. Uh, the combat's fairly entertaining, though it can get a bit repetitive, especially if you're just running around and not doing other things. Yeah, I've seen that it might be like a little button mashy. Would that be accurate, would you guys say? Uh, it can be very button mashy. Uh, there are, it's like I've had a, a few instances where uh, when you get larger groups of enemies, then it gets a little more 
a little less button mashing and a little yeah. more kind of dodge heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, combat for the most part is fairly button mashy. Uh, but you, it's like, I mean, if you, you can mix it up, get a few, few interesting little combo strings going. Yeah. And I mean, that's the main selling point for the combat is what, what's it called in there? Wong Fu or something like that? Yeah. Wong Fu. Yeah. And mashing your Wong Fu to throw people around, throw them in the air, stab them a bunch of times, depending on your class and stuff like that. And, um. They do give you enough variety of weapons as yes. well from even from playing through the story in that. Uh, you get uh, what they refer to as like tribal weapons. Mm-hmm. And each one of those actually makes it a lot more fun. But I mean, overall, I think I'm having fun with it. Is it enjoyable? I agree with John. I feel like the $60 price point was a bit high. And the thing I was trying to lean towards earlier is a lot of people have been struggling with that, that they're they're not quite as happy with the game as what they're expecting, considering it was at that 60-point price point of most well-known franchises and AAA games that people right. are known to pay for those prices and sort of an idea what to expect. So, is it, you know, with that said, is that something that I should, like, wait for a sale on? Or should, is, is do you think it's good enough for me to just go ahead and pick up? Like what would you like? What would your also your you know, with that said, your recommendation to me, but your recommendation just other people, for example, as well. What do you think is the best recommendation if you don't think it fits at sixty? Do you think it's better to just go ahead and wait till for sale or just hit it at the the price points at now at sixty? Just imagine what people would feel like if it was at the the new generation price of seventy dollars. Imagine yeah. how people would feel there. Yeah, uh, I've already I've already cautioned a couple of people that I play play with uh, on almost a daily basis with other games. Mm-hmm. Because they were they had, I had talked to it about about it with them, and they seemed interested. And I've I've told them I was like this while it's a game that I have no problem spending sixty dollars on. I've already cautioned them and said this may not be something you want to spend sixty dollars on. Yeah, right? and I I would agree with John on that. And that if you just really want to go be a furry creature and beat up other furry creatures, by all means, go. Spend the sixty dollars if you have extra money. Otherwise, I would probably wait till either a sale or an initial price drop. Okay. Um, with the uh, time you guys have played so far, what would what would you guys give it for your unofficial rating right now out of ten? You know, I'm not. We're not going to say official until you either you know, like complete the game or get like really further into it. You know, really experience the full aspect of the game. Just we'll call it unofficial rating for Zach and John right now. What would you guys rate it? For me personally, like I said, I've been having a blast with this game. Right. Uh, and for me, it's it's probably eight or nine out of ten right now. Oh, well, okay. But that could just be because it's, it's like this game just kind of fits what I was looking for right now. That's fair. That's fair. For me, I feel like more around a seven. Seven? Okay. You know, and like I said, that's just you guys' unofficial rating. We'll see where it goes as you complete the game and everything. But uh, looking forward to hearing more on Biomutant from you guys. I'll, I'll end up checking it out at some point. But I, I think I, I might heed you guys' warnings and I may, might wait for a sale. We'll see. I may also do a little bit more digging as well 
and see what we're going to do there. I, I've actually started my second playthrough of Mass Effect, so that's currently what I'm, uh, what John's shaking his head. That's currently what I'm, I'm into right now is some more Mass Effect. So uh, with that said, let's actually jump into the news. The first little tidbit that I do want to throw out there for Mass Effect, and this is for players on PlayStation 4 or playing on your PlayStation 5, just if you have not got here yet or if you have this console and you're wanting to play the Legendary Edition, I just want you to be very aware of this. There is a game-breaking bug in Mass Effect 3 for the Omega DLC. Um, the Whenever you get on uh, Arya's fleet and talk with her to initiate the attack, it will crash every single time. I have found a couple forums online of people also experiencing this issue. I have not seen anything from Bioware or EA addressing this as of yet. So hopefully it gets patched here in the near future. On my first playthrough that I completed, I didn't actually get to do Omega because of this, as I was literally right there at the end to go after elusive man or you know go do citadel dlc or omega and i, I could do omega so just completely be, be be aware of that going into uh playstation 4 and 5 for the omega dlc at this time uh with, let's hop over from there the next thing we got going on is you know we do have the official confirmation um for the microsoft bethesda e3 conference confirmed for sunday june 13th i don't remember the time i think the time was like around one o'clock um I think it was 1 o'clock each time, so noon for us is when it's going to be going down. Obviously, no surprise that uh, those two are going to be pairing together. It's also going to be about a 90-minute presentation. That's 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 pretty beefy. It's to fit in their next concert. Basically, yeah. Hey. Hey. Dang it all. Yep. Ooh, put, up the, put up the funny slide for this. Uh, I don't think I actually Yeah, you don't have it mapped. All right, guys. We'll be right back after this commercial break. That's not actually a commercial break. Bye. All right, and we're back. Had a little tech issue on the video side. You know, if, you know, whether if you're watching or listening to this is no big deal to you. It's just going to be a quick transition there. Hopefully, for the people watching, you enjoyed my beautiful drawing, uh, apologizing for the the, uh, the tech issues. Uh, anyway, so back to what we were talking about. We were talking about the uh, Microsoft Bethesda E3 press conference confirmed for June 13th, and it is confirmed for 90 minutes. They put up like a little um, like fancy like picture for it and stuff, and obviously it showed like Master Chief, showed a couple other things. It also showed like in the background looks like could be potentially Starfield, which is something that we're fully anticipating to be there at E3. Um, I just hope they don't do the weird uh, Bethesda carnival or whatever it was that one year. Right. That was really weird. Yeah. So, I mean, looking forward to it. That's going to be like a really strong, you know, kind of mood setting for the rest of E3. We'll probably get the other uh, announcements like Monday and Tuesday, for example. Um, I also want to point out, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, E3 Summer and Summer Games Fest was like almost kind of fighting on Twitter for who got the announcement for like, oh, look, you know, mark your calendars for this. You know, like they were both kind of fighting for it. It's like Summer Games Fest was saying like, oh, hey, look what's going to be at Summer Games Fest, guys. Look at this, you know, nice conference. And E3 was like, oh, hey, guys, look at this conference. It's the same thing that we actually have. I thought that was kind of funny. They were kind of duking it out over that. Uh, next little piece of news we have, which kind of interesting. I, I, I definitely think this is going to be kind of interesting is apparently Team Ninja is reportedly developing a Souls-like Final Fantasy game. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not a big fan of Souls games myself. I enjoy the Final Fantasy games. Um, I would honestly depend on what system they use. Because if they do like standard movements of like a Souls game, I probably won't be a big fan of it personally. Um, but if they do something like um, 
action RPG movie movements, I might be okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I would just have to see for them because, I mean, as it stands right now, because the other thing I've heard with that is that the setting is, is supposed to be technically the realm before even the first Final Fantasy game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not actually see that. It's actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. That'd be a, that'd be a very interesting take on it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, next little thing we've got going on, um, which you know, kind of you know, the, the next pe- little couple pieces we're going to talk about is all Sony related, and also kind of ties back to a previous conversation that we had like literally last week. Uh, so the first little tidbit is that uh, Sony's Jim Ryan recently said that they are exploring uh, getting into the mobile gaming market. Um, you know, with some of their higher end franchises. So that's really no surprise considering they can look at other yeah. mobile games like, oh, damn, they, they, they rake in the cash because they do. I mean, these mobile games, like the big ones, they rake in a lot of money. Oh, yes, they do. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that they're looking to get into that, put their, you know, throw their foot into the match here. Uh, and then also, we recently got some slides released from a recent Sony's uh, investors meeting. And on these slides, it, it gave a, a very strong indication that the next game that is coming to Steam uh, from Sony seems to be Uncharted 4. Uh, God of War could potentially be the one after that. I know we've recently gotten Days Gone, I believe was the last one that came on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Uncharted 4 seems to be the next one. And, and from some of the... Um, from some of the slides that we were kind of looking at, it does maybe potentially indicate what we were talking about that could, you know, Sony could potentially be looking at that uh, PlayStation launcher on the PC. You know, they keep bringing out these, you know, titles to steam, you know, they're, you know, steam's getting 30% of the cut here. Um, so it would just make sense that they may look potentially at, you know, making their own launcher eventually. What are you guys, you know, thoughts on that continuing on from last time, you know, now that it's seeming like it's more coming to life at this point. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's the initial transition from going from own console onto PC and everything since a lot of things are leaning towards digital downloads, cloud, and all that fun stuff. So it's a natural transition, and then getting their own launcher can only help them expand further. True. Uh, Uh, Just to go off that, I would hope that if they do decide to end up going with their own launcher, that might indicate that some of their newer games might actually come to PC a little sooner as true, well. True, true. That's a Yeah, because there's a point. lot of time lag between that. Yeah, there is. Um, and, you know, with these slides also, it does indicate um, that God of War Ragnarok, which is also indicating these slides, that that is actually not the official title nor the official logo. That is also indicated from these uh, from these slides and everything, the investors meeting, but we're going to continue to call it that because uh, it's what we know it as. But uh, there is the slight potential that it could be PS5 only. Uh, John, you're a big God of War fan, have been for many years. What, what's your take on that? Because, you know, I see the point 1,000% why people don't want games like this and Horizon, you know, let's say the new Battlefield, Halo, you know, and others. They don't want them to be on both, you know, new and old because they feel like the old hardware is holding back the game, which I completely understand. We saw how that went, obviously, with Cyberpunk. That should have never came out in previous gen, only on new gen. So, you know, but when it comes to God of War, and that is a heavy hitter of a title, I don't know if Sony can afford to miss out on the sales from not having on PS4 because of the lack of shortage on, on the PS5. But what is, what is your take on it potentially being PS5 only? Uh, for Ragnarok, I never expected them to release it on PS4. Really? I, I've, it's like since PS5's come out and knowing that it's a game that's going to take uh, probably another year or so, mm-hmm. uh, I've always expected it to be 
PS5 exclusive. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they it's like, yeah, they've got a lot of PS4s out there, but there's no reason to, other than trying to milk some sales, to release it on PS4. Right. It's like, And it, I would agree with that because in my mindset, thinking about of a thing which may be against some people but not others is if they do exclusively release it on PS5, God of War is such a well-known franchise and well-loved franchise that that could be the tipping point to get people to actually go ahead and try and get a PS5 exactly. and buy it and everything. Exactly. And that's why I personally don't think it's a bad thing for it to be PS5, uh, PS5 only. The only issue is will there be PS5s for people to get? That's going to be the old... I think that's going to be the ultimate issue on if Sony will do this is if they can admit yes, we will have the consoles for you to purchase or not. Because, I mean, they've obviously openly admitted there's going to be a potential shortage yeah. going into 2022. There's going to be, with that shortage, they may have to change out you know components to another company just to get the PS5s on the shelf. So that's that's what it's going to come down to, is if they have the hardware to sell. Because if, they, if they're confident enough that they'll have the hardware, I fully anticipate PS5 only, and I think that's a great thing, personally. For a sales perspective, where it'll help push people to get the PS5, like you're saying, and I just don't want to see a game like this have you know be held back because of the previous generation you know i i I don't want i don't want to see that happen and you know the one thing about this conversation this goes for so many franchises this goes for so many companies the people that are going to bitch about this i'm sorry i i do apologize up front they're you're just you're you're the people that unfortunately cannot get your hands on the new console at this time and I'm just being upfront. That's being realistic. Because here's a here's a random fun fact for you that you guys may get a little crack at. Um, I don't. I know you haven't. I want to say, yeah, you did. You know how bad Gen Seven of Pokemon was on the 3DS. Like in terms of like, oh, yeah. it was horribly <laughs> laggy, horribly. There were people, uh, and I, a large portion of people that I saw that were legitimately pissed off that Sword and Shield was on the Switch and not the 3DS. At the end of the day, it's just because you can't afford to get a Switch. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, that's kind of mean, but I'm just being, everyone's situation is different, but that's just being real. You want to put these games on previous generation consoles because you have it. You're, you're hurting the game if you're wanting that. So that's why I think it's great that this is going to potentially be PS5 only. Well, that's one thing I was going to say about the, uh, talking about God of War. Regardless of if there's going to be a shortage of PS5s, realistically, it matters what they've been developing it for. Exactly. If they were developing it for PS5, it doesn't matter if there's not going to be as if there's not consoles that people can buy. They do not need to release it on PS4. Yep. Because otherwise, it's going to be the same situation that Cyberpunk was. Exactly. Exactly. Which you know, it, you know, f- yeah. The funny thing about you know the Cyberpunk thing is before it ever came out, you know, they said, "Oh yeah, it runs great on yeah. the PS4. It runs great on the Xbox One." Shit, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't even run at all at first. So you know, I that that's that that's that that's the thing because we we know realistically. They're developing this game meant for PS5. Yeah. We know that realistically. So if it's going to be PS5 only, I think that's a great thing for Sony. I really do because it's going to help f- push people to get the new console. And I don't see where that's a bad thing. That's why you make games for you know new consoles. That's the point. Yeah, you know, I don't see why that's a bad thing. I really don't. I mean, like, I mean, there are certain franchises that if it's coming out on a new console, that is enough for me to want to buy a new console. Like, you know, let's like Pokemon and Zelda. If there's going to be a new Pokemon and Zelda that's only going to be on a new Nintendo console, I'm buying that new Nintendo console so I can play those games. Like, I mean, that's just how it is. You know, so it being on PS5 only potentially, eh, it's not a big deal. I'm actually really excited for that potentially. 
Uh, you know, we were talking about Steam and, you know, Sony adding stuff over to Steam. So let's talk a little bit about something that came up with Steam. That's actually kind of interesting is that there are reports from some data mining that indicates that Steam is potentially looking to create their own handheld console. The current codename is SteamPal. Uh, in the data mining, SteamPal is mentioned multiple times. SteamPal Games coding was mentioned as well as different codes that is in the data mining that says like restart console, start console, etc., power off console, everything all indicating to this. You know, this is very interesting because, you know, they had their Steam machine, obviously, and the Steam machine flopped, okay? But the big thing about the Steam machine is what was the draw to the Steam machine? For the money that you spent buying the Steam machine, you could have spent a few more, you know, a couple extra hundred and got kind of like maybe like a lower end gaming PC and done everything that the Steam machine could have done on that and have a PC. So it's like, what was the draw for the Steam machine? There really wasn't one. So in this case with the Steam Pal, if they're going to go with like a Switch type of handheld portable thing to play Steam games, that's the draw. And I do think that this could actually be potentially successful if it's done right. You know, what do, what are you guys' thoughts on the potential Steam Pal portable console, another portable console getting out there? I mean, it could be good. I'm not a big uh, mobile or portable player myself, so I can't... I mean, I guess if I think about it, I can sort of see the draw to it, but when I also think about my Steam library, I'm just going, how many of these would I want to play while on the go, whether I'm just sitting in a waiting room on a trip or something, On if I'm on a plane or everything, I was like, how many of these do would I actually want to mess with that with? Considering my library consists of a lot of uh, RPGs, JRPGs, <laughs> and strategy games. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of same here. Because if I was realistically, the games that I would want to play while I was doing that are going to be kind of the shorter form, which for me would be in my library would probably end up being some, like some of my roguelike deck builders, like mm-hmm. you had mentioned before the show. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's like. I don't I don't know that I would want to have another portable console to play those because if I was going to do something like that I could just bring my switch along. Yeah. Right. It'll be very interesting to see if they actually go through with this. I think they will. I think they'll they'll take a swing at this and see how it goes. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see the specs on it. That's that's what I'm going to be most interested in is seeing the specs when they start to come out. Um, just because you know of the wide like the wide selection that is on Steam. There's there can be some pretty heavy demanding games on there. I so. mean, and that could be another thing with the Steam Pals, just because Steam is a PC thing. So yep. people are always going to be looking at frames and yep. rates, per frames and all that fun stuff and yep. resolutions, everything. And so it's going to be very interesting to see, as you said, the specs of the Steam Pal and what it can actually run successfully and consistently. Right. That's going to be the big things when it comes out for the Steam Pal. It, you know, if this ends up coming out as we we are anticipating. So, who knows and maybe we could get some we could get some more news on this around E3. It could be a little bit longer, you know, Summer Games Fest potentially or it could be later in the next year, who knows. So, we'll keep an eye out for that. All right, so let's hop over into uh some Nintendo news. We got some news to talk about, then we're going to obviously jump into the Switch Pro uh, reports that have come out this week that has taken the internet by storm. So the first thing to shout out here is that Nintendo officially partners with Play Versus to bring Smash and Splatoon 2 to schools to be recognized as varsity athletics. Shout out to that. That's pretty cool. I, saw, I, I really like seeing this over the past few years, uh, seeing 
esports get into colleges and and high schools, whether if it's like league or whatever, uh, to, you know, or Overwatch to be recognized as a varsity athletic. That's really cool to me. I, I really like that. And now Nintendo's throwing their hat into it with Smash and Splatoon Two. Obviously, we can also anticipate Splatoon Three next year will be tied into that as well. So shout out to that man. That's really cool. Um, Nintendo, in true Nintendo fashion, uh, with how they they roll with announcements, just randomly dropped the box arts for the two new Pokemon games and release dates on Twitter. That's how they roll. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like last year, uh, the new Paper Mario that no one even knew was a thing just got randomly dropped with a trailer on Twitter. That's just how they roll. So uh, the Pokemon Gen 4 remakes, Brilliant Diamond and uh, Shining Pearl, are set to be released on November 19th of this year. Uh, a lot of people were very disturbed by the covers because of how detailed they are. Because you can literally see the taste buds on Dialga and Palkia. So a lot of people were kind of disturbed by this, by how much detail there Why? was. Just, there were some people just like, I didn't want to see their taste buds today, but now it's just burned into my brain. I needed to know. These are legendary Pokemon. I need to know everything about them. Apparently, I, I, I haven't actually gone back to uh, look at the cover real close since someone pointed this out. But someone pointed out that on the, the Pearl one, apparently Palkia has fur. Based on the based on the design, so I oh. thought I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyway, that's not surprising. November release is not surprising in the slightest. Now, the, the release that did kind of catch people off guard here was uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is set to be released on January twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. That kind of caught people off guard a little bit um, because a lot of people were saying that feels like it's a little too soon. Uh, they were kind of more anticipating like maybe a March or April release. Uh, I do have my own speculations here. Um, I have two main speculations. Number one, this is obviously before Pokemon Day. Mm -hmm. I don't think they want this game to be released after Pokemon Day. They want it released before, so that way when Pokemon Day comes, we get the probable big announcement of, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I'm going to go ahead and say... Pokemon Snap 3. Pokemon Snap 3. Uh, finally released Pokemon Sleep. Uh, Pokemon Toothbrush Game 2. And... Uh, Pokemon, uh, another Pokemon mystery dungeon. That that's everything that's going to be on Pokemon Day next year. Um, but no, the uh, the more than likely the announcement for Generation Nine. John just hit his mic. <laughs> John John looked <laughs> very was, confused. That was great. Just Generation Nine. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. That, that shocked me. <laughs> yeah, he actually hit the mic. It's on with the arm stand. But probably Generation 9. They don't want to take away from the hype for that and whatever else they're going to announce on Pokemon Day. Uh, that's my first, my first general idea of why it's coming out then. And the other idea is, if I had to take a guess, March to May is going to be Breath of the Wild 2 release window. So they, they want to try to separate these out a little bit per how Nintendo always goes with their release schedules. Yeah. They usually have one larger game mid you know early year, obviously then the mid year. You know they have about four big releases a year separate out between basically the four seasons. So that that's my indicate that's that's when I saw that release date. That is what I saw. Now a lot of people are are just kind of concerned that is the game going to be done? Is it going to be good? Because you know the what we got while it, the concept looked incredible. Mm -hmm. Looked kind of rough. It looked kind of rough for the gameplay that we saw for it. So, but then again, we also we have no idea how old that gameplay was. That could have been like a very early beta that they showed us. I was about to say this is Nintendo we're talking about. So, as far as we're aware, this thing could have been like a decade in development, as far as we know. True, and I will say also, 
I would not worry about the game being released half-ass. Nintendo does not do that. Metroid Prime, obviously, is a prime example because they did two years of development and then restarted development. Nintendo does not do this. So no. I, if, if it's not going to be ready... They, I don't. They will push it back. I fully anticipate that. You know, because um, I know Nintendo. One of Nintendo, pre- the Nintendo presidents. One of his biggest quotes is that you know, it's something along the lines of a bad game is going to be forever a bad game. But if you push a game back and it it can be better, then that's what you want to do, basically. So I mean, I don't, I don't anticipate it to be released half ass. So I wouldn't really worry about it too much. If they say it's going to be done by then, it's going to be done by then. Not to mention, uh, Pokemon Legends. From what I've understood and what we can obviously guess is this is being led by their their top squad right now. This is the A team that is working on this game. So I, I wouldn't really worry too much about it at this time. Yeah, more so than worried about it being like looking rough or coming out in a not so great state. I was actually kind of shocked that the release date of Legends is so close to the other two games. Yeah, two months that, apart. It's yeah. like that that shocked me more than anything. Right. They're not known for releasing Pokemon games. I agree. Even if they're going to come out with two in the same year or two within a, a year span that close to each other. Yeah. I agree. And I'm glad you mentioned that cuz that was one of the, that was one of my original points in my head that just slipped my my head my my brain here for why what the for what the release date indicates to me. It indicates to me that they're prepping for something big for Pokemon Day and they don't want Legends to overshadow it. You know what I mean? They don't want it to come out after Pokemon Day where they're going to draw away from whatever hype is being renounced on Pokemon Day. That's what it indicates to me. And you know, like what he said, what John said, like that doesn't happen. That's true. They don't do that. So, you know, I feel I feel like this all points to the more than likely the generation 9 is the obviously the best bet or it could be something different because Pokemon Legends could be the next step in what to get out of Pokemon games. Yeah. So, um Jumping over from there, let's talk, let's continue to talk about some Nintendo stuff with this uh, Switch Pro stuff. So this all started uh, from Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg, you know, this is one of the most notable, you know, uh, news sources out there. Uh, this comes from, I believe, Epi- I believe it just came from Jason Schreier, who's one of the most notable, you know, reporters in gaming. Um, so posted about a new Switch set to release this year. Um, it is will go into the assembly line in July. Uh, September October is an estimated release. Uh, the price range is anywhere from three hundred to three fifty, and it's planning to phase out the old Switch. So it's going to be this, and the Switch slide's going to be the new thing. Uh, Samsung OLED screens, uh, Nvidia chips going to be in it. Uh, same size console. It just kind of eliminates the black uh, the black bezel that's around the screen to give you that larger screen in handheld mode. Uh, there's set you know apparently a wider stand to use in tabletop mode, similar to like a Surface Pro that people are saying uh for the first time ever a built-in uh internet port to the dock this will be the first time they've ever done this you've always had to get some sort of accessory to use an internet cable uh plus also usb uh, 3.0 is apparently built in current accessories will work for the console and also here's another little tidbit that's kind of interesting it's expected to be announced before e3 so like literally guys like you could be listening or watching this on tuesday when this is released and this information could already be out of date like it could get announced on tuesday like we we don't know like the week that this podcast episode comes out it could be announced next literally this upcoming week um and there was also an amazon mexico listing for new nintendo switch pro was the title 
that was put up and immediately taken down. John, John's getting a good laugh out of that. That's what I said it was going to be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John did John, was one of John's predictions. Yeah, new Nintendo Switch Pro was the title, and it, uh, this was immediately taken down. This sort of stuff. This sort of stuff has usually been pretty reliable for Amazon. Yeah, I know Skyward Sword was one that, that fell prey to this. Uh, yeah. I think it was like uh, Amazon UK leaked out Skyward Sword HD, and then it was announced you know later, uh, about six months later. So a couple things about this. This is this is obviously big. You know, Switch Pro is something that has literally been talked about since basically the Switch came out. Okay? I was going to say like day one people were yes, on about it. Yes, this has been talked about and rumored and rumored for so long. And the, But the last year has further added more and more evidence that this is real because of the Samsung OLED screens that was that was being put out there. This was, you know, news that was being very strongly reported. NVIDIA chips was being very strongly reported. Like this is like those little pieces of evidence that was all pointing towards, okay, this is what's going to end up coming. And now Bloomberg just drops this. And when it comes to the September uh, or October release, a lot, I've seen some people say that, oh, you know, if they're going to announce it right now in like, you know, early June, that doesn't feel like enough time for March marketing they did the same thing for the switch light like this is this is nintendo we're talking about okay like i mean switch light was announced i think in june or july and literally announced and, and released in september this is what they do okay you know this doesn't surprise me at all nintendo operates on their own schedule what you think is normal throw it out the window for nintendo they do their own thing they don't care so when it comes to this switch pro eliminating the old switch that doesn't necessarily surprise me either because it's kind of similar to you know, uh, Sony completely discontinuing the PS4 Pro when the PS5 came out. There's no point for it because you can get a PS5 digital for $400 and the PS4 Pro is $400. There's no point for the Pro. Yeah. So it's kind of the same concept here is that, you know, they want to get rid of that 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 kind of, like, I guess, mid-grade switch so people are going to focus on this one. Um, we, we don't have any from these reports any indication that it's going to be like 4K or anything, but that is obviously our natural assumption is that it is going to be 4K in docked mode. That is are going to be our normal assumption here is what we we have to assume and when it comes to it being announced before e3 the reasoning for that is so when e3 comes developers can show their games on the new switch that is that is the point for it be, not being revealed at e3 they want to go into e3 with it already being announced so developers can say this game is coming to this new switch and you know one thing that you know that a lot of people as fans and gamers are worried about. Uh, and it kind of goes back to our previous conversation about the, you know, exclusive God of War thing here is a lot of people are worried about the exclusives, f you know, for the, the new switch. I, I don't think, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing, obviously, because the switch only has limited power. It does pretty well for itself. Let's be real. It does. I mean, it, it's taken on some pretty more notable games in terms of like size and, you know, frame rate and et cetera. And it's done okay with it. It's not fantastic. It's done okay. Like Doom is, it works. It's not the greatest thing, but it's on there. Uh, same thing with, with I think the, the Crisis Remastered. Yep. It works. It does it, what it's got to do. Skyrim's fine. Witcher's, you know, works. They, they do their job. But, you know, we've also seen some games that have been, like, delayed for one reason or another because of the capabilities of Switch. You know, one rant, you know, notable one, I would say, is Genshin Impact. That is still yet to come out on Switch, and it's because of the hardware. Uh, so that is something that's going to more than likely be on the new Switch only, for example. But, man, this was a huge bombshell by Bloomberg. And like I said, by the time this episode is out, by the time you're listening to it next week, this information we're providing you could already be out of date because it could be out. Uh, Zach, John, with all that said, all the information we have on the table, what are you guys' thoughts on 
this, but you know, we're, we're, we're just waiting for the announcement. Now that is what every reporter I've seen say is that we're just waiting for the announcement. What's you guys' thoughts? I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, I don't use my switch a whole lot, but Hey, for everyone who out there who uses it, it'll be nice getting a little upgrade. Hopefully with, as you said, hopefully 4k can better a little bit look and join everyone. But I don't know just because it's Nintendo. I feel like it would, I mean, it's Nintendo, so they'll do whatever they want. But I feel like it would be in their style if they don't announce it until E3, now that everyone's expecting it. And they wait for Just the... Just to spite you. <laughs> and they, they do it at the end of the Direct. They show all the games and whatnot in the new looks and stuff on the new Switch. And then at the end of the show, it's like, by the way, all this footage you've watched is on our new Switch, <laughs> which will be out. <laughs> that is That is some shit they would do. Let's, like, if that happens... He called it here. Like that is some shit they would do. What about you, John? What, what's some what's some thoughts for you on this? Uh, well, I seem to have been wrong when I said I didn't think there was going to be a Switch Pro this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a couple weeks since then. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Things change quickly in this industry. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I I pull my Switch out occasionally. I mean, uh, hardware upgrade for it. I don't tend to play anything that stresses it too much. Right. Uh, I know some people want to use their Switch as like their primary console or something. Mm-hmm. So for those people, it will be nice for them to actually get an upgrade that can hopefully, hopefully has that extra power that they're looking for. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm unless unless a, like all of their new games start coming out on the new Switch, if it's like Nintendo tends to do, like they did with their 3DS, where the new one, they classify as a different Switch. Right. Which they did with the 3DS, and then they started releasing games only for it. Mm -hmm. So if they do that, then I guess I would have to upgrade to one. And I will say, in terms of that, Nintendo is one company that is not known to do that. I know I referenced Pokemon earlier, but that is literally two different consoles completely. You know, um, in terms of like what they're trying to accomplish here, you know, they were phasing out completely doing 3DS stuff. Like they they were they were going away from that handheld to this new handheld. Okay, with the exception of Pokemon, Nintendo's not known to do that because the first two titles that I think of uh, that that did have the mo- both generation treatment was Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild. Though they both had both generation tr- treatment. Oh uh, no, no! What I meant was, remember when they had the 3ds and they yes. came out with the, the new, new 3ds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's like that's what I was talking about. Right. Whereas if they did that, I fully expect all their games. If they did that, mm-hmm. all their games for a while would come out on both. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they would probably try to phase it out. That okay? That yes, that that I agree on. Let me. That's I was just clarifying. No, yeah, no, I appreciate you. Yeah, that I agree on hundred percent. And when it comes to this, like this is going to be this is where this is where you're going to want to play Pokemon Legends. This is where you're going to want to play Breath of the Wild too. Like this, this is where you're going to want to play it at. I mean, if I'm going to get it, the only thing I'm going to play on it is the new Ace Attorney game. Okay. I hate you. There's something wrong. What's with wrong you? with Ace Attorney? <laughs> Ace Attorney is a very fun series. There's nothing wrong with Ace Attorney. There's something wrong with buying a new console to play Ace Attorney. Exactly. I bought three computers in a month, man. (laughs) He did, yes. That speaks to a whole different problem. (laughs) That that does, but... uh, 
we're we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. But uh, no, I, I'm excited for this. Um, I'm personally anticipating the announcement for this probably like literally next week, potentially the second week of June. Um, I mean, we I, it could literally be any day. Um, so E3 does kick off. Summer Games Fest starts on the 10th. So probably next week, I would say. If not that, maybe Monday the 7th, Tuesday the 8th. Around there, we could potentially get this this announcement. The day before E3 at this point, basically yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Literally anywhere from the first to basically the day before E3, where we should be getting announced, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm going to try to get it pre-ordered immediately whenever it does get announced, You know, because I do want this for uh, Breath of the Wild 2, Pokemon Legends. I want to just go ahead and get it. Let's rock with it. Uh, I'm ready for it. I've been ready for this for a long time. And also, I want to shout out the fact that they're – gonna looks like gonna probably finally put internet port in their in their freaking console like so many people have been asking for that because people that play online smash you know for like fighting games you want that steady wire connection hell even in you know uh smash directs from sakurai even sakurai has basically begged yo nintendo please put an internet port in this console (laughs) please i'm begging you man people gotta abuse that wi-fi Man, it sucks, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> you know it. it. It does, man. All right, so let's hop over from there. Let's talk about all of these streams that we got, man. We had we got five different ones. Uh, we're gonna mostly focus on pretty much. I, I would say probably four of them, more than one. Uh, the the first one that that one being Dying Light Two. Uh, we did get a stream for that. Uh, the mo- I, I would say me personally, the most notable thing to say is the release date is gonna be set for December seventh, twenty twenty one. I I didn't. I didn't play Dying Light 1. I don't really have a ton of interest in this. Do you guys have any any takes on this at all? No, I just I watched a very short clip of like some of the gameplay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look nice. Yeah. And if you're a fan of Dying Light, I mean, you're hyped. <laughs> I guess that's something you've been waiting on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched the whole gameplay and everything. I very much enjoyed everything I saw. Um this actually got me a bit more hype for this second one versus the first one. Okay. When the first one came out, I was sort of like, oh, it seems interesting and whatnot. But just whatever the bit they shut off during the stream, I watched them when I went, I'm, I'm very interested in Dying Light 2 this time. Still probably going to play Deathloop first, but hey, it's Dying Light 2. will definitely be on my list somewhere. Yeah, Deathloop is uh, out right now, isn't it? I believe it is. I saw it on the store, I thought. That's, is it? I, th- I thought it was available. For yeah. de- well, I could be wrong. Well, I could be have, wrong. Don't I'm quote me. I'm going to have to go look at it, look that up because if it is, got to go download that. Uh, I could be wrong on that, so don't completely quote me. Um, the, so the next one, let's talk about the uh, Sonic Central. So <laughs> I do want to immediately shout out that the stream crashed within a minute, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, shout out to that. I'm sitting there watching it. They're starting to kick things off for uh, for the for the stream, and then it just like started rewind backwards, and it's just like stream over. And I thought it was just me. Uh, I'm getting indication the Death Loop is not out. That's on me. That's on me. I'm getting hard indication that it's definitely not out. How how off am I? September fourteenth. I'm very just, off. Just a little ways out. I'm way off then. My I'm guys, let's be real. I'm such a great host of this show. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, the Sonic stream literally crashed in the minute. I thought it was. I thought it, it set that, that sets the mood for Sonic in my opinion. It's like it just sets the mood for what a meme Sonic has become. Uh, so the big takeaways is one: Sonic Origins was announced, which is Sonic's one through three. Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic CD is going to be coming out, and the big one about that is Sonic Three. Sonic Three has not really been ported up for no. many years because of co- copyright issues with the music. 
Uh, so I'm assuming they obviously have that taken care of. So Sonic 3 is going to be coming up for people to play. Um, so shout out to that. And then we do have, this has been rumored and leaked for a while, uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, the Sonic Colors Remaster. A lot of people have been actually really wanting the Sonic Colors being a really solid Sonic 3D game uh, that's really beloved by the fandom. is set to be released uh, in September, September 7th. And, and the funny, interesting thing is being released at 40 bucks. Remake being released at 40 bucks. A lot of people are pointing out they feel like that was kind of a jab at Nintendo for releasing their remakes of a game at 60 bucks, like Skyward Sword. A lot of people are kind of upset about that. They, they normally do. We've talked about this. It's going to sell anyway. But yeah, yeah Sonic Colors Ultimate, 40 bucks, something that I may uh, pick up here. And then uh, we, we did officially get, if you can call it that, uh, a tease for Sonic 2022. There was really nothing about this uh, from the tease trailer. It's just basically saying, "Hey, it's being worked on. We've got we've got it going on. It's somewhere in development, exactly." But the interesting thing about this is that uh, people were pulling some data files, some data mining from the 4K trailer that got released after the stream for Sonic 2022, and the indicated working title seems to be Sonic Rangers. Uh, now that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the title. We've seen this before. Uh, Sonic Anniversary was the working title in data files that became Sonic Generations, and I think it was like. Sonic Wars, I think was what it was called, was what became Sonic Forces in these working files. So Sonic Rangers is not necessarily confirmed. We'll see. Uh, but that is apparently the title from the from the data mining that we saw. But the interesting thing about this is that people dug up a 4chan leak from back in uh, early January that talked about Sonic Rangers as the next uh, 3D Sonic game. You know, obviously, people, these, le- these leaks will get written off, you know, but there are some real ones out there. I know, you know, Sword and Shield had a massive one before it came out that everyone wrote off until after a couple trailers. Everyone's just like, hold on, this Ben Affleck leak, this, this one might be legit because this shit's right. And it ended up being 100% true, so that seems to be the case here. person talked about how they had a uh, an opportunity to play the new Sonic 3D game that was in development, and it, they did criticize it quite a bit, calling it still pretty rough, pretty early in development, but the whole concept is a... As we see with a lot of titles now, a Breath of the Wild style game, open world, you know, RPG. There's going to be skill trees for Sonic, and I'm I don't know. I don't know if other characters will be playable or not, but there will be skill trees. Um, you know, there will be cyberspace aspects involved in some capacity, which makes sense from the trailer. The little tease when Sonic was running, it looked like kind of like cybernetic kind of thing. My first thought was like Infinite, you know, from Sonic Forces. It was like oh, kind of re- re- similar to how Infinite stuff works. But, yeah, cyberspace uh, aspects uh, throughout the game. You can also become supersonic. You can collect, like, the Chaos Emeralds going around doing stuff. There apparently will be, you know, towers to climb to unlock the map, similar to, like, an Assassin's Creed, Breath of the Wild. You know, all, you know how these go. Far Cry, a lot of, you know, Ubisoft titles basically do that a lot. There will be those aspects about it. Um, but that is, the concept excites me. The fact that, it's Sonic we're talking about, and it's Sega we're talking about doesn't excite me. It worries me. You know, I'm a Sonic fan. I'm the only one here that is a Sonic fan. The concept is like, okay, that sounds great on paper, but in execution, it's probably going to be terrible. I'm going to, you know, like I said, they it, it seemed like it was very early stages for what they got to play, but an open-world Sonic game with, like, a skill tree and stuff like that, collect emeralds, fly around a Super Sonic, that sounds dope. I'm all I'm here for it if it's done right. We'll see more about it later. We'll see if Sonic Rangers ends up being the official title. I don't know. I, I As a Sonic fan, I am excited, but I'm also, I am worried at the same time because we could get another Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces not being that great of a game. Could get another Sonic 06 that 
in theory, could have been a phenomenal game. I mean, you actually like 06. I do so like 06. I'm not 06. sure why you're bringing it up as a bad one. Because it, it's a poorly made game. All right. I don't think I, I, I'm not going to sit there and defend the fact that, you know, that I'm not going to defend it in that capacity. I like the game because I love Shadow and Silver's story. That, that was my thing. I love the story for those two. I think yeah, I love how they're intertwined. I love everything. I love Silver. But the game is rough. I think it, uh, everyone knows that. And I'm hoping we don't have a, re- a repeat of that with Sonic Rangers. I'm hoping for a little bit better here. Um, hopping over from there, we do have the Dragon Quest stuff. You know, when John was first on on 39, that was one of the big things that he was wanting to see uh, coming into like E3 season was a uh, new Dragon Quest. We got a lot to take away from this. Um, you know, first thing let's talk about is uh, Dragon Quest uh, 10, the uh, MMO that's over o- only in Japan. Uh, version 6 is coming out, new expansion. Shout out to that. There's also a Dragon Quest 10 offline mode that they're developing, and it's not confirmed or anything, but I does pose the question for people. Is the offline mode, is that the version that's potentially coming over to us, to the West? We'll see. Um, we did get Dragon Quest Three HD 2D Remake confirmed with a worldwide release. You're not going to have to wait a year or two for it. So shout out to that. And then obviously the last one, the big one here, Dragon Quest Twelve Flames of Fate worldwide release. You don't have to wait a year or two to get the game. Dra- you know, Square's paying attention to Dragon Quest fans here in uh you know, over here in the West. So that's, that's pretty hype. Dragon quest 12 flames of fate set to be more kind of like a darker tone, you know, more for adults is kind of what I was gathering from stuff. But John, how hyped do you, uh, about all this news, you know, especially dragon quest 12. I know that's the one thing you were really wanting. Uh, the dragon quest 12 news. I was expecting it. Uh, the title is about all I was really expecting. Uh, the, the reveal of it was, was fairly interesting. I mean, uh, when they brought it up, because it was definitely not as light, like you said, not as light-hearted of a tone when they brought it up, and so I'm excited about that. Uh, the Dragon Quest uh, Three 2D remake that I'm also pretty excited for. Yeah, no, that'll that, be fun. That looks interesting, and if I remember correctly from the stream, uh, I think I think some of the team from uh, Oh, what was it? Oh, Octopath. Yeah, was uh, are handling it with that kind of HD two kind D. Of, yeah, kind of like the two D on or three D kind of models on two D layouts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be really good. Yeah, so that I'm um, that I I'm looking forward to that. I came out pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, stream overall, though, I mean. It's pretty good. I I enjoyed it for the most part. Awkward though, right? A little little awkward. Uh, <laughs> you can tell they were not used to that sort of stream. The, the live translation was uh, shout inter- out to inter- her. Entertaining to say the least. <laughs> shout out to her, man. So basically, when it came to the live stream, is you had the guys in the studio and they were kind of like going back and forth talking whatever, and and it was basically as if they had someone sitting there live translating it in real time. So man, shout out, shout out to her, dude. She was rolling, and there were times where it. Like what John was saying to me and Zach before we ever started recording, where she was just like, so this is basically kind of what they're talking about. Kind of an awkward stream from the little bit I watched. John, did you watch the entire thing? Uh, I watched probably five minutes after the Dragon Quest Twelve announcement. And, okay. then I, and then I called it for the night because that didn't start till 11, late. Yeah, like late 11 for 30, us. 10, 30, 11, 30, somewhere around there. Yep. Yeah. It's it started late for us, but the, uh, the little bit that I I got to watch, where I got to watch the uh, couple of the spinoff games they announced that like they like 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 a mobile game was announced, I yeah, believe. I yeah. it was like uh, 
Kakeshi or something. Yeah, like that. and like they're like a puzzle game, I think. Yeah, and then there's like what some like Treasure Fate is that what it was called? Some other little game coming out. Yeah. I don't I don't know for what. Yeah, it was uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. It's a spinoff spinoff series that they're starting uh, with some of the characters from Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay. Uh, uh, basically, their kind of their adventures throughout their childhood, from what it seems like, and that may become a series that they continue to run with. Interesting note: uh, during the stream, uh, after they announced the Dragon Quest Three remake, uh, the creator was talking, saying, and they, it's like they actually started kind of hitting them with a buzzer, telling them to st- not to keep talking about it. They were talking about potentially remaking Dragon Quest 1 and 2 as well in the future. Oh. It's like he he did start talking about potential more remakes as well. Yeah, and that does that, you know with the fact that you know the this third one's getting that HD 2D remake, it really opens up the possibilities for other older, you know, games getting the same treatment with the HD 2D. Yeah. Cuz that's that's one thing they were asking why that game instead of one. And mm-hmm. then that's that's when he started kind of talking about one and two potentially as well in the future. Right. Now what is what is your thoughts on the potential speculation that people are having where Dragon Quest twelve I mean uh, I mean sorry, Dragon Quest ten, this offline mode version they're creating could potentially be a West release. What what's your thoughts on that? Um it's it's interesting. It's it's also a very different art direction than yeah than Dragon Quest Ten the online is it's it's kind of more of the well I'm trying to think not necessarily two D but it's definitely uh, different it's it's interesting it's supposed to be pretty much the entire Dragon Quest Ten story as well mm-hmm. so I don't know if it if it does come out. Uh, worldwide, I mean, it'll be interesting to get people to actually play that story, right? We we were very curious of a like a siren sound. I I just heard it went away. I think that was going on outside. I just I was heard it scared go. Our computer was about to blow I up. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what you guys were doing. Did you hear it too? I barely, but okay. I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know either. We were all very confused. And I just, I think I just heard it go away outside. So I think that was just an outside thing. I don't know what that was though. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it would, but it will be interesting to see if that does come over to the West and they just release that for us, but then keep the MMO strictly over in Japan. Yeah. That will be interesting to see. I, th- I think they probably will bring it. I don't know if it'll be a, a worldwide release. It may be a delayed release outside of Japan. Right. Fair. Because uh, I don't know. They were talking about, uh, Having ha- people having told them they wanted to be able to play it offline, which was the primary reason for them wanting to make it. Right. So it, See, it'll be interesting. I'm really sad about that because I would love to play an actual Dragon Quest MMO. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. They'll they'll actually release either 10 over here to us, you know, the MMO version, or, you know, the, you know a new Dragon Quest MMO they'll re- release at some point, you know. Who knows? Maybe one day. During the Dragon Quest X uh, version 6, like, cinematic that they were playing, they did have a note on there that said, not a worldwide release. On <laughs> like, it, it, was like, it was, like, over top of the trailer in the corner. 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love that. Hey, you got you got to specify those things, right? Uh, all right, so let's hop over to the next one. Uh, the state of play for Horizon Forbidden West. Um, man, there was a lot to take away from this. And I will also say, if you know, for anyone that hasn't done it yet, they've only watched the live stream, make sure to watch the 4K trailer on YouTube as well. That was uploaded afterwards because, you know, watching a live stream, it is compressed down to 1080p. Uh, the 4K, it, it, it looks incredible. But, I mean, man, the you know, this was a awesome state of play because they just played the game. You know, that was the big thing. They just played the game. That's something I feel like we've kind of gotten away from these past couple of years for some larger titles is that we don't just have someone to sit down and just play the game and show us different aspects about it. You know, we got introduced to some new gear, some new items. Like I know the glider, a lot of people mm-hmm. are pumped about the glider. I am as well. Uh, I know one thing that, I mean, it's still cool, you know, because it does look like there is more than before. But one thing that some, I saw some disappointment in online is that some people are disappointed that it doesn't have complete free climb climbing capabilities similar to like a breath of the wild where it's still, you have to go where like the yellow points are uh, like the, uh, you know, the grappling hook. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, Aloy hop into each point. Uh, there was like the sticky bomb thing that she shot that caught the entire elephant. Obviously we got the elephant, we got like the Raptor. You can ride the Raptors. That was cool. Got some really cool like animation bits of, of using different abilities. Like when she used her spear, it almost felt like, like an anime type of, of vibe of when she stuck it on the ground that was dope uh no release date though didn't even say 2021 like it was originally confirmed for last year no release date but lots of gameplay looked absolutely beautiful uh what did you you know what what was you guys' thoughts on this i know zach you got to look at beautiful landscapes i know how how was those landscapes for you in the pre-show i mean (laughs) i looked at them for like a moment but i muted the video and went to a different tab (laughs) yep Besides that, though, the actual gameplay and everything we saw, I haven't actually played Breath of the Dawn. Breath of the Dawn. Breath of the Dawn. Breath of something. We're rolling. With, no, we're sure, rolling with sure. it. We're rolling with it. Breath of the Dawn. Okay, <laughs> that's a new one. All right. So as you can tell, I haven't played any of these games because I honestly have no interest in them. But uh, Forbidden West seems interesting. Very looks very good, and I liked the quick switching equipment quick switching of equipment that'd True. be very fun to play with because i just enjoy being able to switch tactics and f- free fights very quickly and everything so i mean i might pick up horizon now the first one just to mess with it for and to prepare for forbidden west because i mean the trailer looked very interesting to me and, and everyone always says how good horizon is it's just i've never taken the time to pick it up yeah what about you john uh forbidden west it I didn't watch much of the uh, of the state of play, but from what I saw, I mean, it it looks interesting. The game looks great. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I never played, or I've never actually played Horizon. I have it, and I've I've started to try to play it, but never actually gotten into it. And unless between now and Forbidden West coming out, I actually sit down to play it, it's n- probably not going to be something I'm I'm looking at. Right. But I mean. Game looks great. Yeah, this is going to be a day one pickup for me. You know, it's it, it is be kind of a meme for my journey of completing the first Horizon, where I bought it Black Friday a few years ago, didn't touch it for a couple months, finally touched it, played it for a, a solid week or two, then didn't touch it again for like almost a year, picked it back up, played it for a couple weeks, got literally to like the last mission, 
and then didn't touch it again for like six months and then went and beat the game. My journey for completing the first game is a meme, but I do enjoy the game quite a bit. And this will be a day one pickup. I, I'm really anticipating this to be a probably their big fall release. That, that's what I'm anticipating. And this is a game to keep an eye on. Like, is this going to be on both consoles? Because originally when announced last year with uh, the PS5 um, uh, showcase is that this was going to be on PS5 and PS4. So that's going to be something to keep our eyes on. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting that we got literally no release date at all, not even the year. I did think that was kind of interesting. Shout out to the fact that she's in San Francisco. Shout out to that fact. Got to see a destroyed Golden Gate Bridge. So that was pretty cool to see. You know, kind of really sets the tone more where it's like, oh, man, this is such a good vibe for for the world that, that you're exploring. But, I'm, I mean, I'm pumped for the game. Uh, I thought, like you guys are saying, I thought it looked absolutely just beautiful. I thought the gameplay looked extremely fluid. Uh, I really enjoyed everything that I saw out of it. Uh, most importantly, I just enjoy the fact that they just sit down and just played the game. That's one thing I really enjoyed. The uh, underwater bits did not look terrible. I know Zach, me and you, we were watching it before we started recording Anime Plus, and we were both just like, oh, man, normally underwater stuff eats ass. So hopefully this is going to be better. It didn't look terrible, though. And I also happened to mention during the conversation of, since there is underwater mechanics, you think you're going to have to fight something underneath there? Yes, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> but uh, either way, I'm pumped for this game. Uh, looking forward to seeing more here at E3 in a few weeks. And, you know, not at E3, but, you know, around E3, they'll do their own thing. Um, and really pumped to get this in my hands probably later this year. And the last thing that we had here on the slate was uh, Far Cry 6. Had a stream for that on Friday the 28th. Uh, I don't feel like there was much direct gameplay. This was all hyped up as gameplay reveal. For Far Cry 6, that's how it was hyped, but I don't feel like there was as much gameplay as you would expect out of a gameplay reveal. That's my opinion. I thought it was a lot more cutscenes more than anything. Um, I mean, it, it looks visually stunning in terms of the surroundings. The That looks all next generation. The models look previous generation. I feel like you know we can agree to that, yeah. Uh, shout out to the fact you get a crocodile. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, what I learned from this... Gameplay reveal is one. I get to get a crocodile that's going to eat people. I get to pimp out my rides while I'm taking destroying a country with the revolutionaries. Yep. And then I get to carry around a bunch of napalm on my back wherever I go to use for many different things. Yep. <laughs> that's all about accurate. And then we did get the confirmed release date of uh, October 7th, 2021. So, you know, not that far away. Uh, just uh, five months. So, Really excited for that personally. Um, you know, it was originally supposed to come out like you know before September 30th. That's what we last reported. Cause that's what Ubisoft mm -hmm. said was before that date range. So that also kind of puts an indication for when that uh, Ghost Recon uh, quarantine that we forgot about is going to be coming <laughs> out. Probably in that September range uh, is going to be a probably an estimated release for that. But I mean, Far Cry Six. Like I, I'm going to hope it's better than five. I didn't really care for five personally. I love three. I love four. Uh, I've never, I never actually played. Uh, is it called New Dawn? Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, New Dawn was the one that came out, in which no one was a big fan of that one e either. Yeah, it that was, was a continuation of five. Yeah, well, it was a continuation in Hope County, but it wasn't. I don't. I never actually played it from the bit I read. It wasn't directly related. Really. And then I know Primal was another one. I didn't care for Primal either. I enjoyed Primal. I, I didn't care for Primal. I, try, I tried it. I played a good solid amount of hours, probably about eight hours, eight, eight, eight ten hours. I feel like that's a good that's a good taste of a game, mm -hmm. and I just didn't care for it. Um, but Far Cry 6 is one that I am I am pretty excited for. Um, you know, John, I know you've, you know, 
played some Far Cry in the past as uh, as well as you you know you Zach. Um, is this something you guys are looking to pick up day one? You're gonna wait on it. What do you guys th- What are you guys feeling right now for Far Cry Six? Uh, for me personally, I I've tried to get into Far Cry a couple times. Uh, you don't usually end up making very far. I always I tend to pick up the games and try to play them. But usually something else kind of pulls me away from them. Fair. And I don't end up going back to them. So I think this time I'm probably going to just stay away from it for a little while and then maybe pick it up later on. At a low price or something. Yeah, it's like I may wait and try to pick it up after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I enjoy the Far Cry series. I've played three through five now. And, I mean, I'll probably pick it up. It definitely won't be day one. Just because Back for Blood is also coming out that month. Oh, is it is that confirmed for October? That's the new date that they've okay put out since pushing it back because they revealed it with their character introduction trailer they released last week. Gotcha. Well, as long as there's no other titles coming out that month that's going to really draw me in, it'll probably be a day one. Uh, that's my current plan. You know, I'm anticipating all the stuff for me to really want to play probably in November as well as December. Um, but if there's really nothing else coming out in October, it'll be a day one. If there's something else out, then I, I may push it back a little bit, but I'm excited for the game. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be better than five personally, just from like the general vibe of, of what to expect out of Yara with this dictator and everything. I think it's going to, I think it comes with a little bit better vibe than, uh, than five. That's my opinion. I just didn't, I just didn't personally care for five. So I'm personally excited for, but man, what a week. What a week, man. Yeah. We had so much stuff come out. A lot of things to be excited for. A lot of things to look forward to oh, um, these next um, few days. Um, you know, like I said, we should be getting Switch Pro announcement literally any day. I mean, it could literally be announced hours after this podcast comes out. You know, we release on 8 a.m. on Tuesday, Central Standard Time. It could literally be announced hours after that. Who knows? Uh, anticipating that, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, more Sonic stuff. Uh, also scared for that. You know, got you know, looking forward to seeing more stuff on Dragon Quest Twelve. Even though that that's probably a couple years out. If I had to take a, if I had to take a ballpark guess, that's probably a couple mm. years out at the earliest next year. At the earliest, I was about to say, yeah. I, f- I feel like maybe twenty twenty two because they're usually pretty good about reveals than getting them out pretty quickly. Right? Yeah, because they've uh, the last or. When I had looked it up previously, uh, they were they had commented about working on it in as as back in the 2019. Okay, so, so probably 2022. It's like 22 seems like a pretty good pretty good window for them. Right. Okay, and then uh, of course Horizon. I'm gonna keep an eye on that here throughout this month. See if we actually get uh, any sort of actual release date on that. Man, so much to look forward to right now. So much to digest from this week, man. God bless. I can't I can't believe how wild this week was. This is one of the most heavy packed weeks of gaming in a very long time. You know, outside of an E3 week is what I'm saying. I mean, this was an insane week for gaming. But, uh, I mean, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, it is a little bit longer. We did have a lot to talk about today. A lot of stuff happened. Um, Zach, John, you guys have anything you guys want to say to close out the show here? I'm just going to say uh, whatever platform you're listening to or watching this please like comment rate subscribe star anything your platforms allow it does help if you are watching this on youtube on our sparky 3 channel please if you like what we're doing hit the subscribe and if you want to actually be notified when things go up you can hit the bell and it'll let you know in your feed thanks
Yeah, just uh, glad to be back. Thanks for letting me come on. Absolutely. Looking forward to getting you uh, back on where you and Zach can give like full, full thoughts of Biomutant as you guys further get into the game. Looking forward to that. And uh, probably definitely going to have to get you back on, you know, with all the E3 stuff coming out. We got a lot of stuff going on here very, very soon. But yeah, that's going to do it from us, guys. If you guys made it all the way to the end, we appreciate the hell out of you for that. Do everything that Zach said because he's better at breaking that stuff down than me. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast. Also, go check out our other podcast, MM Plus, and follow us on Twitter at MM Podcast. I've uh, got lots of good stuff going on over there, but that's going to do it from us, guys. Until next time, hopefully you have a phenomenal day. Happy gaming. Let's uh, let's have a good month. It's about to be a good month of June. Bye.